Well, our gospel text today provides us an occasion to speak and think a little bit about uh, the devil and and demons and uh, and their role, God's uh, providential allowance uh, for the demonic activity in the history of humanity and in the life of the church and in the uh, the purposes that God has has set forth for a creation in general. Uh, the uh, the demons um, are incorporeal beings, meaning that they don't have a body. They are pure intellects, and uh, they're really they're angelic beings, is what they are. Um, when God created the angels eons ago, however old the universe is, if what the scientists say is true, it's whatever thirteen billion years ago. God created these. All these angels. And the very first act that they made was one, was to go in one direction or the other. They were either to assent to God and submit to His uh, supreme authority, or they were to decide not to do that, okay, and consequently rebel. That was the, the, so as soon as they were created, the very first act that they made was one of submission, or one consequently of um, a refusal to submit and, and basically rebellion. And there was a certain percentage of these angels that decided to um, submit to the authority of God. And they were thereupon instantaneously glorified. Okay. So right now we're in a, we're in a stage of progression towards glorification. We're working towards that. We as human beings here on earth, we're working towards that. The angels, um, who are the St. Paul calls them the elect angels. The elect angels are already in a state of glory. So right now we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't see God directly. We don't behold the blessed Trinity directly, but we're called to. That's that's the the state of um, of existence towards which we're called and which we will be in for eternity is beholding God for eternity. Right now we don't we don't experience that. Uh, so we walk by faith. Uh, but the angels, they don't have faith. Okay, the angels see God directly. So they don't have to, you know, seeing is believing for the angels. They, they behold God directly. Um, uh, the elect angels. But the angels who chose not to submit to God, they, uh, they fell. They lost the gift of grace. And of course they weren't glorified. And so they're exiled from that beautiful vision of God. You know, Jesus says in the Gospels, he's talking about the guardian angel of of children. He says, they always do behold the face of my Father who is in heaven. And uh, that's the the fallen angels don't have that privilege. They don't behold the face of God. And they don't have um, the supernatural gift of faith either. They know God exists, but they know it simply by reason because they're simp- they're very very intelligent beings, and they would they're too stupid to know that that God doesn't exist. They know God exists very much, and they are dead set against seeing His will for humanity be accomplished in the earth. And so, from the beginning, the fallen angels conspired against humanity uh, with a great envy. Envy is really what it's all about, because. They saw that man was called to essentially take their position. All right, they were fallen. I mean, if you will, it's kind of metaphorical, okay? But if you indulge indulge me for a little bit of metaphor, it's almost like there's these thrones in heaven that the uh, evil, the fallen angels were called to inhabit, 
And uh, they're empty after they fell. you got these empty thrones. And then God created humanity to essentially progress to the point where they would be glorified and would fill these thrones. So the demons really hate humankind. They hate us with a bitter hatred that is pretty much inconceivable. Okay, And uh, so they're really dead set against human beings progressing, growing in holiness, and eventually taking their spot in heaven, taking the, those thrones of glory. So from the beginning, they have worked against humanity. And of course, the, the first human beings were tempted and they fell, but this temptation was an instigation from, from the demons, from the devil. And um, so human beings as well lost grace like the fallen angels. The difference, though, is that we human beings have a second chance, okay? And so uh, even though we're born into a state of original sin without God's grace, we have the ability, especially in the Christian era, through the sacrament of baptism, to be restored to grace. And then to build on that foundation of grace and work our, our way to glory. Uh, but we're not there yet. And so the demons know that if they can intervene and kind of short-circuit that whole project, they have, they've got what they want. Um, and they're very smart. They're very, very smart. They have it out for all humanity, and they have it out especially for the church. Okay, And they have it out for each individual parish. So we can't be... Um, kind of ignorant of the designs of the devil, he sends out his minions and, uh, you know, he whispers things into people's ear and he tries to sow division in uh, local parish communities. And he's very good at it because he knows human nature. He's been around for as long as human beings have been around. And he's way, 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 way smarter than us. But the good news, my brothers and sisters, is that Jesus is way smarter than the demons, and he's way more powerful. There's not even a comparison. So we see this today in our gospel. Uh, the demon says, you know, he thinks he's a smart, smart, you know, Alec here, the demon does. He says, I know who you are, you're the Holy One of God. Um, he, you know, he's trying to impress people with his knowledge. The fact is, is that the demons observed uh, Jesus, and they could see that he was really, really holy, and they suspected that he was the Messiah. But they did not know that he was the Son of God, that he was the second person of the Blessed Trinity. And uh, so they thought they were going to take him down by bringing him to the cross. But ironically, the cross was actually the defeat of the devil and the kingdom of darkness. So they actually, you know, they dug a pit and they fell in it themselves, essentially. So God outsmarted the demons. He's way more smarter than them. And Jesus has promised us, he says that you are Peter, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now the gates of hell, what does that mean? Gates is it's an allusion to uh, Old Testament uh, times, when uh, people in a given city, the elders, the leaders, would come to the gates and they would plan, they would uh, put together their strategies for war, and they would do it at the gates. So when Jesus says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, he means that all the stratagems, all the strategies, all the plans of the evil one that he has against the church will not prevail. They will not prevail. And uh, God will win in the end. And we see the kind of power and authority that's exercised uh, by Christ here in our gospel text. So this morning, my brothers and sisters, I just kind of want to convey a, a message of consolation and hope and uh, that, you know, the devil's a smart guy. He's smarter than us. 
Uh, but when we walk by faith, when we walk by hope, and we walk by charity, we are guaranteed to overcome the devil because we've got Jesus on our side. And if we got him on our side, nothing can stop us, even the devil.